you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. He misses this. We're running. He makes it. We're not running. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, we don't have to run today. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by NerdWallet. We are live in New York City. It is Monday, August 8th. My name is Jamie Erdahl, alongside Kyle Brandt, Peter Strager, and a Super Bowl champion, Jason McCourty. That must feel good when your fate is in the hands of the kicker and you don't have to run. Yes, it feels good when he makes the kick. If he doesn't, then you all should just jump the kicker. (laughs) That's it. All right, it's time for the lead block. Hey, we had the Hall of Fame game last week, but preseason week one is just a couple of days away. Guys, here's a schedule. Um, And NFL Network is your home for every preseason game, including 22 live games. So get the full schedule at NFL.com slash preseason. It all starts on Thursday when the Patriots host the Giants. Uh And uh, for a lot of teams, we're not sure who we might see in that first preseason game. But new Giants head coach Brian Dable made it pretty clear yesterday who we are going to see. So let's take a listen. I think that's important for to play football, to have live reps. How many reps that's going to be, Jordan, I can't tell you right now. I think it'll be less for some and more for others. And, you know, each game will have a plan going into it. But I anticipate all of our guys playing on Thursday. I haven't even talked about it with the players either. I think our focus is really on getting better, but probably should have told them before I told you. So we are going to see Giants starters on Thursday night right here on NFL Network, including one Daniel Jones. Remember, the team decided not to pick up his fifth-year option back in April. So how can Daniel Jones make himself the quarterback of the future Mm -hmm. for the Giants? Yeah, I think it comes down to for Danny Dimes is – are the Giants winning because of him? If that's the, mm. if that happens, his play is that good that they're winning games because of his play. If they're losing games, it has to be in spite 
of his spectacular play on the field. So to me, it's more personal for Daniel Jones. He has to go out there and ball. It can't just be, hey, he had a really good game, he flashed. That's what, we, that's what we've already seen from him. We need to see consistent play at a high level, making the right reads, making the tough throws, and clutch moments, third downs, different times in the two-minute drill, being able to lead your team and going and making that score. If the defense goes up and gives up another score and they lose the game, but Danny Dimes played a great mm -hmm. game, mm -hmm. did everything that he was supposed to do, checked all the boxes, mm -hmm. then they can come back in the offseason and say, you know what? We're struggling a little bit. They have a new head coach, a new GM, so they're starting over. There's other gaps that have to be filled. And if those gaps don't include quarterback play, mm. I think there's a chance for him to be the future you, quarterback. You've been in the league a long time. You've played against Daniel Jones. Is he one of those guys? Like, Do you look, do you guys ever fear Daniel Jones going into a right game? Now, right now, absolutely not. No. Yeah. But that doesn't mean... Do you we, see signs of it? Like, where, oh, someday that's going to be the face of the New York Giants? He hasn't shown signs of it consistently. But we've said, we talked about the Tampa Bay game when he was a young guy and he was out there and he willed the team back and everybody was like, oh, here's the moment. So he's flashed, but he hasn't been consistent enough where you mm. say, but who knows, if he goes out there and plays his butt off weeks one through eight and now you're getting ready to play against him week nine and he's already put up some mm -hmm. ridiculous numbers then it's going to say, hey, we're going to have to do something defensively to stop this guy. You know what the, the worst idea in the history of the world is? Mm. Is trying to save a struggling marriage <laughs> by having a child. Like, we're not getting along, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're arguing, we're all stressed out. Let's introduce a screaming, pooping, stress-inducing money pit into our relationship. <laughs> that should help. I worry that that, a great season by Daniel Jones here would be the equivalent of a child into the struggling marriage. Understand, it, it's, the contract thing is everything here. Daniel Jones could come out and, God willing, it'd be fun. The Giants go 10-7, and seven, he plays pretty well, and they're in a play game oh they lose to the Rams they have to commit huge money to him moving forward there's no dimes it's at least any dollars this yeah. is going to be 30 35 who knows 40 million a year because he is a free agent they didn't pick up the options so I think winning is not enough I think if they get to the playoffs and he plays pretty well I still think they're like yeah but we can't commit everything to him the answer right. to, my, to the question for me is like it needs to be magic. He needs to be a phenomenon. Like, I, I, I think the Giants need to be the story of the NFC. They need a win. He needs to be fantastic. Last-minute drives, big dramatic throws. He's on late-night shows, like, everything. Like, the, the Giants fan base falls in love with him. Mm -hmm. The media falls in love with him. Like, you cannot let Daniel Jones leave town. Because, again... At the end of the season, they have to say, we are committed to Daniel, not for next year, for like five years, we're all in with them. And there is a very distinct club of guys, quarterbacks who did not get the fifth year option. The names are ugly. It's Paxton Lynch, it's Johnny Menzel, it's on and on and on, the guys who did not work out. Daniel Jones needs to move mountains this year to be the quarterback next year. I, Winning's not enough. I'm with Kyle. It's, he has to be undeniable, where there's not even a question, because if they wanted him, they would have picked up the fifth year option and said, hey, we'll pay him on the rookie deal. Right. The front office is already telling you, and it's a new GM and Joe Shane, he's basically saying, you got to prove yourself. But there's been four years of proof, and it wasn't enough yet. So it has to be over the top. And you're mentioning this club. I go to a guy who took his team to the playoffs twice, showed flashes, was a top five pick, and still didn't get to come back, and that's Mitchell Trubisky. Sure. You go to Chicago, a very tough media market also. You look at Trubisky's numbers, he won games. He had the Bears, a team that struggled over the last 20 years in multiple postseasons, mm -hmm. and it still wasn't enough. They're like, all right, we'll rather take door letter B and roll the dice on another first round. He thing. won the division. He beat the Packers. Won the division. They beat the Packers. He went through six touchdowns in a game. This guy had a nice Bears career, and I know revisionist history will say, yeah, but he stunk and he wasn't Mahomes and Watson. All right, right. I don't know. You go to two playoff games in four years, it's pretty good to me. <laughs>
Uh, it wasn't good enough. And if you're Giants fans, you expect a standard. The New York Giants. Mm -hmm. Four Super Bowls, two in the in this this century. Mm -hmm. Like this is a team that expects to be in the playoffs every year. They have not been in the playoffs in six years. So to me, that the strength of their team right now is actually their offensive line, which seems crazy. Okay. I look at Andrew Thomas, a top five pick. I look at now Evan Neal, like no excuses there. Mm -hmm. Brian Dables, an offensive head coach, no excuses there. They've spent money at mm -hmm. wide receiver. Saquon's a great running back. Like. If you can't do it this year, dude, it isn't happening. I'm going to say Daniel Jones has to be like undeniable. And I'm talking like 11 and 6, win a division, like that good. Yeah. I I'm talking <laughs> multiple playoff wins. That, I right, think that's go. Go on, go more on. than that's one. Fine. And yep, that, yep. Speaking of that bad marriage, actions speak louder than words. I okay. feel like that's always something you're like a hot topic you're supposed to say <laughs> in your marriage. Yeah, no, for you sure. You know, the Giants say that he is our guy this season, but their action has shown me that he is not really their guy. Like, they're kind of so-so about their guy. And in their action or their inaction and in signing him to a deal beyond this fifth-year option shows me that they're really unsure. Perhaps for a lot of reasons. Let's consider who could be hitting the NFL draft yeah. next uh, spring. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about C.J. Stroud or one Bryce Young or one Will Levis or Tyler Van Dyke coming out of Miami. The names are endless for as challenging as this draft class was for quarterbacks this spring, next spring is going to be monumental. Giants want to keep their options open. I get that. But he's had four years, he being Daniel Jones, to amass a playoff win. He has not done so. So this is it. You have your last season. You need multiple in order to become the guy. I have it in my notes, and exactly what you said. These are the NY bleeping Giants. It is. I and you want to be the face of it? The organization is not committed to you? Like, I just don't see it. I, mm -hmm. I, I don't think he can be that convincing this no. season. You said there's going to be an NFC team that's going to be yep. like the Bengals. Do the Giants have a chance to be that I NFC think they qualify. What Jason's talking about is last year the Bengals shocked the world. No one was predicting them to do anything. I think this year the NFC is supple to have a team yeah. come out of nowhere be like, woohoo! Like, the Panthers or the Falcons or the New York Giants. Peter, when you just ran down what they have on offense, it's, it's pretty compelling. It's yeah. a lot. It is really compelling. I always relate to this because I live up in the suburbs in Giants country, and I talk to so many fans in line for a sandwich or at school pickup. And they always say that they, they're saying a lot of the same thing about Daniel Jones. They're saying, like, you know, they were trying to run Eli out of town early, too. Eli was really, Phil Simms was ugly, really. And, like, yeah. that's all true. The difference here is the finances are different and the money yeah. and the contract. Yeah. He could have a magic year, and it's still not enough. Like Jamie's saying, I still think if they win a wild card game, great year. And he's just like, he's pretty good. Bye. We can't afford to commit to you that long. Not with that quarterback class and not with all we've seen. You have to be, what was your repeater? Undeniable. Undeniable. You have no choice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Marcus Mariota did not get a fifth-year option. Right, this is, right, these are right. guys that like had playoff victories and mm. had done it in the playoffs. Uh, real quick before we move on. Yeah. You're a veteran and you hear, yeah, everyone's playing week one in preseason. Mm. Are you cringing or are you excited for that? Cringing. Oh, <laughs> why? Like, well, those vets, and they just heard Dable say, like, oh, we're going to play. They're like, oh. What? <laughs> I thought my coach said we didn't have a chance to play. Like, what? Uh, no, the vets, you know, we don't want to play. Mm -hmm. Well, you can put that visor on, crack some sunflower seeds, mm -hmm. chill on the sideline. You saw Crosby in the Hall of Fame yeah. game. Celebrate when a guy makes a play. That's, that's what the preseason's all about for those vets. Have you ever found out something from a coach in a press conference that you weren't told before? Nothing. Nah, but we, we Not played. from Hugh Jackson? Nothing. I don't remember. That out? I don't remember being in <laughs> When you go through there trauma, was a time you, you go through, through trauma, trauma yes. you block that trauma out, yes. and I, it doesn't even exist. Wow. This is yeah. therapy. So, You're letting it back into yeah. your life. Exactly. Right. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to open those. He's gonna have like a nervous tick later. It's just gonna come out. Like the story's gonna be like, oh, I remember.
ever. It happened to me. Oh, man. It's not Kaiser. We believe in you. <laughs> we can do oh, it. No. Ofer. Right. Ofer. Oh, this is one of our favorites right here. Each year, players come together and nominate who they think are the top 100 players of the year. That man right there was number one last year, Patrick Mahomes. See who makes the list, where your favorite players land, hear what players have to say about each other. They're always really well done, really interesting. The players really hype each other up. Peter, your guess for the number one player is voted by the players. I think it's that guy right there. I think they go Aaron Donald. He's undeniable as the best defensive player in the world, and I think they just won the Super Bowl. I'm saying Aaron Donald will be number one this year. Number two last year. Josh Allen, number 10 last year. The top 100 players of 2022 presented by Truly Premier Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. Do not miss it. All right, so you always see those hashtags on Twitter, all kinds of Monday motivational stuff right now trending on Twitter. Malcolm Gladwell is on yeah. there. Uh, he's got all kinds of things to say about working from home, which we don't do. But there's other topics that we just like to just make up because we're going to create some of our own, starting with the Washington Commanders. It's time for Trend of the World. Hey. Of the world. Hey. After the Commanders practice on Saturday, head coach and friend of the show, Ron Rivera, was asked questions about Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is one of these guys that the beat reporters are just tweeting, tweeting, another incompletion, another incompletion. So his head coach had this to say to those reporters a lot better than you're giving them credit for just because of the way things happen in practice. There's a lot of little nuances that we see, that we look at, that we get to we get to review. Yeah, there's some some inaccuracies, but it's 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 nothing that we are overly concerned with. So Ron's doing the Ron thing, which you understand. It's early in camp still, but there's always some storylines that fans just shouldn't really worry about. So let's pick something that we're hearing in the news that's like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. With the hashtag, not concerned. Jason McCourty, at Jason McCourty, in fact, yes. how would you tweet in response to this hashtag right now? Yes, because I have a Minnesota native to my right. We're going Kirk Cousins. <laughs> not concerned. And the Minnesota Vikings. Not, not concerned. Con- not concerned. Hashtag school. Yes, for sure. Kirk Cousins balled out last year. Mm-hmm. Balled out last year. Mm-hmm. He had 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Matthew Stafford, before he got coached by Kevin O'Connell, 26 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Why are you speaking right very, at me? Very similar <laughs> statistics. Could Kirk Cousins, could Minnesota be the team that comes out of nowhere, surprises everybody, and makes it to a Super Bowl? Well, apparently, according to you, I am not, not concerned. concerned. Not good. Kirk Cousins been saying will be lead. An NFC sleeper. Why not? Mm-hmm. I know. All right. What do you not concerned? This guy say, right? Um, this, is, this is high <laughs> English here. Pickett, Trubisky, it don't matter. Mm. Hashtag not concerned about the Steelers quarterback <laughs> really? room. Right? Because you have enough other great things going on for you, like one Najee Harris, like a one TJ Watt and the rest of that defense, like a one Mike Tomlin, who literally the definition of always figures it out. So whoever you pick, whoever you want to be your guy, the guy. It'll be just fine. Hashtag not concerned about the Steelers quarterback situation. Interesting. You look good. at that Steelers logo and you just feel You're fine. You're fine. I hear exactly. you. I'm with not you too. I'm with not you. stressed. You know, Tomlin's never been the coach without Roethlisberger as the quarterback. Mm. Very interesting. Mm. Now, he may be hashtag concerned about that, yeah, but that's yeah. not my problem. That's it. Um, I'm going to go into our world, sports broadcasting. Mm. Uh, I've got two friends who are going to be calling a Super Bowl this year. And <gasps> as much as I love Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, they're going to be doing an awesome job on Monday Night Football. I'm not concerned about Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson doing A-OK in their year as the A-team for Fox. I think it's going to be great. It's a great season. They're going to have big games. And then I think the Super Bowl is going to occur, and Olsen and Burkhart are going to be up for the challenge. Uh, Last year, they did a few Saturday night games, one of them on NFL Network, where we had Colts versus Patriots. Felt like a playoff game. Did a Thursday night game, Niners versus Titans. Felt like a big game. Burkhart's got the pipes, Olsen's got the pipes, and I think both these guys are going to be a nice listen this year. So respect to my Fox colleagues. I'm not concerned. 
Burkhardt and Olsen, A-OK. Much a snickering mm. about the Olsen dynamic with Brady eventually yeah. waiting in the wings. How's he handling that? Uh, he's handling it well. I feel like this is a guy who's going to try to prove himself in a prove-it year, like yeah. another quarterback. Yeah. But I don't think it's to prove anything. I think Greg Olsen's a really good broadcaster, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to see him. He's a Jersey guy, too. Yes, he is. He's built for this. Is that Wait, relevant? Is that relevant? <laughs> Jersey guy. <laughs> the amount of New Jersey at this table is, is out of control. <laughs> I, don't, I do not qualify. He just said I'm from Minnesota. All right, coming up, who's more likely to make it back to the AFC Championship? The Bengals, the Chiefs, Golf? Golf car or no golf car? Who knows? We're going to break it down. Ahead. This question is really hard. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good morning, football. All right, we're going to start the AFC North, where our own James Palmer is reported has reported yesterday that running back Kareem Hunt requested a trade and that the Browns are not granting that request. Hunt also returned to team drills yesterday, essentially ending his hold-in so that is certainly a situation that we'll be monitoring as the preseason rolls on. Another situation in Ohio that we're going to be monitoring. Uh, Joe Burrow still sidelined after undergoing an appendectomy. Zach Taylor <laughs> Spot has described his quarterback as day-to-day. Watch out for those cards so above you. The ba- <laughs> All right. The Bengals are looking to build on their improbable run from last year when they took down the Raiders, the number one seed Titans, and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to get to Super Bowl 56. They've got a long way to go. But as it stands right now, who is more likely to get back to the AFC Championship? Ooh. A question that kept Kyle up all night. 
Cincinnati or Kansas City. Couldn't sleep last night. Couldn't sleep last night because of it. Maybe it was because you're eating too much pizza. (laughs) It wasn't the five five. Or prey nightmares. Right, exactly. Or nightmares. I think there were like like Cheeto bags in my bed. That's why I couldn't sleep. Wake up with your shoes on. Who is it? The Bengals, the Chiefs. I honestly, I'm going to go Cincinnati. Here's some real practical reasons. One, I think the Chiefs division is a little bit better. But, you know, Peter, you've been saying the whole offseason about Cincinnati. They didn't lose anyone. They didn't get poached. They didn't get fleeced. In fact, they got better from last year. Uh, they beat the Chiefs the last time they played them. Um, they beat the Chiefs in their stadium the last time they played them. And since then, the Chiefs have lost the top three player on their entire roster. And uh, I don't know if you guys caught this, like, blistering take from our buddy James Jones. He was on with Ryan Rosillo, and he said... He thinks the Chiefs are going to finish fourth in the AFC West. Huh. And it sounds like, what? what? We don't talk that way with the Chiefs. He's like, look, their defense isn't going to be there. Their weapons on the outside are the worst in the division. They're going to make Mahomes do things that are going to make him uncomfortable. And we've seen Mahomes do that. Now, I don't agree that they're going to finish fourth. But I just it's more of like an investment in Cincinnati. You can go with a solid thing. And I have incredible respect that the Chiefs have hosted four straight title games. Or played in four and hosted three. Cincinnati seems to be the next thing. I'm taking a bet on them. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the Chiefs did not get better in the offseason. I don't. Not on paper. And Mahomes is the man. And Reed is the man. But I, I'm investing in Joe Burrow, and I don't feel like I'm too far on a limb saying that. I'd flip that on its head and say they might not have gotten better in the offseason by adding players or the roster getting improved with big names. And the, but, like, Creed Humphrey's in his second year now. Nick Bolton's in his second year now. So you're going to have guys that are going to be stepping up on that Chiefs defense that they actively did not resign Tyron yeah. Matthew. They, they told Sorensen it was time to go. Like, I feel like just because you lose some players, it, there's this feeling that, hey, the Chiefs, they – the Tyree Kill thing was a trade, and they got multiple first-round picks, and they cleared the cap space, and they brought in Juju, who's a bigger, taller body and a possession guy. They brought in Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They brought in Sky Moore. Like, I'm not betting against Mahomes and Reed. I'm not. I can't. And you always say it on the show, and I love it. You say the AFC Championship game is now the Arrowhead Invitational, Invitational. Mm-hmm. and you got to come through us. And if you could beat us, great. Kudos to you. Enjoy your Super Bowl. But you got to come through us. And that dude right there, he's not leaving. That guy's not leaving. And yet, we've seen dynasties just, I think of the Seahawks, right? Like, they had that terrible loss to the Patriots Super Bowl, and they just fell off. Like, and they were never the same. And that could be the Chiefs. And they still had Ross and Pete. Yeah, no, it could be the yeah. Chiefs. Like, sometimes you have a horrible loss, and it's just too hard for them. I just can't bet against the Chiefs. Not yet. Not until I see it. At some point, it'll end. That's it true. will end. It, it will it, end. He's in, his mid, he's in his mid-20s. I know. <laughs> I, I, it's not now. And then I would go with the Bengals and say, yeah, it's been great. It's all the time. Last year at this time, not a single person in sports media was talking about the Bengals. By October, not a single person in sports media was talking about the Bengals. It took November and December to be like, you know, the Bengals are winning some games here. Like, they're no longer going to be just this under-the-radar team. They're the hunted. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to knock off the Bengals and silence them. I I don't think they're surprising anyone. I'm going to go with the Chiefs as more likely, but that's right now, and we'll see how things play Mm -hmm. out without Tyreek on the team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm right along with you. I think one thing that you guys have both said, you talked about and Tomlin we trust. We talked about at the bar and Bill Belichick we trust. Andy Reid got there in 2013. They've only had one season where they didn't have double-digit wins. Mm-hmm. Been to two Super Bowls, four conference championships. I have no reason to doubt that the Chiefs are just going to fall off. And to the second point where you just said about now Cincinnati will be the ones being hunted. I remember getting to New England and all my defensive uh, backs coach Josh Boy used to always say is, whatever team we're playing, we're getting their best shot. Because whenever somebody comes to Foxborough or we show up in their stadium, they know. They have our game circled because we're considered the top of the mountain. So everybody wants to see how they measure up. That's going to be Cincinnati this year. Cincinnati has five primetime games. That's new! They had one last year. You combine the prior three seasons, they had three. 
They now have five. This is a whole new territory mm. for Cincinnati. Don't How you look they, at Burrow and Chase and be like, perfect. They, they lean into that. Yeah. They're ready. Like they love it. They, they need to be there eight times for all I yeah. care. But how are they going to handle this newfound attention yeah. where everybody's there during training camp? We showed Jamar Chase's GQ magazine yeah. sets. Now everybody's watching. Mm. How are you going to respond to that mm. now that all the attention's on you? They're going to love it. Mm. Because hell hath no fury like a Joe Burrow scorn. Okay. <laughs> have you ever seen a pissed off Joe Burrow? Yes. Yeah, we have. Because when he was in high school, no one was talking about Joe Burrow. When he was at Ohio State, no one was talking about Joe Burrow. We didn't even realize we were watching a scorn Joe Burrow until he won a national championship (laughs) at LSU. He goes about his business in a very collected way. But make no mistake, this is a competitive, fiery, passionate young man Mm. who feels like along the way, I don't care what you say about Oh, it was a quarterback battle at Ohio State. Urban Meyer mm-hmm. really could have gone with Joe Burrow. Well, he didn't. <laughs> Nebraska didn't recruit him, and that really pissed him off. And then he goes to Ohio State, and he doesn't win the starting job in his home state. He goes to LSU, and he wins a title because he was out there to prove something. He just lost a Super Bowl, for crying mm-hmm. out loud. He is on a mission. Mm. I'm going with the Bengals. I love it. Mm. Love it. Oh. And he lost it with the ball in his hand, yes. the receiver downfield, yep. and he couldn't make the play. And if he's wired like that, that's the, as good as it gets. Absolutely. Wow. Panther. Training. Hey. Yeah, Maroney and Rapport, yeah. Mike Garofolo are in South Carolina to give us the latest on the quarterback situation. Thank you, Jamie, and good morning from Spartanburg. Good morning, football from Spartanburg. Ian Rappaport with me here. Uh, ready for Panthers camp. What an intriguing team. Really intriguing team. Uh, up and down the roster. So where would you like to start when it comes to the roster of the quarterback? We'll start with the quarterback position because you come here to Panthers camp, and, and there's a lot of a lot of things to talk about when we talk about the defense that's pretty feisty. You talk about the first-round draft pick who's going to be slotted in the left tackle, but all anybody wants to hear about is the quarterback. So, yes, it is an open competition between Baker Mayfield, who they just traded for, and Sam Darnold. They are splitting reps, some with the ones, some with the twos, kind of making sure they take turns and both get equal opportunity. But, Mike, it has been pretty clear, though the reps have been about equal, it's clear that this is Baker Mayfield's job to lose here in Carolina. Yeah, uh, the ability... The way it was explained to me, you know, maybe Darnold's kind of been more the steady guy, the safer guy for the entire uh, training camp offseason, even when Baker wasn't here, obviously. But Baker Mayfield's got a more ability. The, the the wow plays, the flash plays have been more toward Baker Mayfield, and he's only continuing to learn this offense. I mean, Sam Darnold got the jump. Uh, when they yeah. came here, he certainly knew much more about this playbook than Baker Mayfield did at the time. So that's going to continue to grow, and you would think that that would continue to give him an edge as well. Now, they have been splitting the reps. I would expect in some form or fashion that to continue into the preseason. Yeah. But once we get through game one, game two, we're going to have a real feel for who's winning, I think. Probably best-case scenario for this team is if Baker takes it and wins it. But this is going to be a defense-led team, team that relies on stopping people and the run game. Few better running backs when he's healthy than Christian McCaffrey. And Mike, just from the people we've spoken to today, it seems pretty clear that they are not limiting his reps, but asking him to be a little smarter to kind of limit that wear and tear. They've given him a little more uh, more breathers, I would say, than they did in the past. And, you know, used to run 40, 50 yards after every single carry. Now probably... 20 yards, taking it easy on himself just to make sure that when the season starts and they need him, that he is out there on the field. Yeah, don't prove anything to yourself. Don't prove anything to us. We know exactly what you can do. Be smart about your body. And if he's there, no matter who the quarterback is, <clears throat> Mayfield, you know, it'll be it'll be better to have that guy behind you and making plays for sure. So back to you guys in New York as we await practice here and look how far Christian McCaffrey's running and who's making the wild plays at quarterback. <clears throat> Mayfield. 
Make sure Skills. you stay with us more GMFB. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good morning, football! Jane Slater is out at Saints training camp. She has everything we want to know there in New Orleans. We're going to start with the Offensive Player of the Year, though, in 2019, Michael Thomas. Jane, we haven't seen a lot of him on the field since that remarkable season. So what is the latest with the Saints number one wideout? Well, listen, leading up to camp, Jamie, everyone told me that he was trending in the right direction. He spent many camp and OTAs here rehabbing, but he made a significant jump this weekend. And when I say significant jump, I mean he participated in the team drills on Saturday and everyone I talked to said he looked good. The only problem, and Dennis Allen talked about this after practice, was he ended up on the ground a little bit more than they would like. But the good news about that at least they know what his body can take and where he's sort of at in his recovery. But it seemed like the communication was there. And I even inquired, how's he getting along with Jarvis Landry? And I was told Jarvis and him have a lot of similar traits, especially when Jarvis was younger. And they think having Jarvis in the building is good for Michael Thomas. And if you look at this receiving core without Michael, well, they've struggled. In fact, if you go back, last time we saw him was back in the 2020 playoffs. They were 29th in passing offense last season. They were 7th when they had Michael Thomas on the roster. So that is a big deal. I'm also told Chris Alave is the real deal. So maybe they might be able to get some productivity out of this receiving core, something that they have sorely lacked. What about the defensive side of the ball? Let's talk about the massive addition the Saints defense added and three-time Pro Bowler Tyron Matthew, a native of New Orleans. 
How is the Honey Badger looking? How is he acclimating uh, to getting used to a new football team? Well, I think there's a bit of a homer excitement about this guy. Obviously, they've got a building named after him at LSU over there at the athletic facility. He went to school here, grew up here with his grandparents, but he was noticeably absent from at least six practices to start the training camp. He was back this weekend participating in the team drills, and I got to tell you, Jason, Michael had a great day on Saturday, but it was the Honey Badger that at least spoiled one of those with a fumble recovery. So they feel really good about having Tyron on that side of the ball. Obviously, right now, they just want to make sure that the communication's happening and, of course, that he gets a little bit more familiar with this playbook. But seeing both of those guys on the field gives a lot of optimism around here. I think there's a lot of questions about this Saints team, both on offense and defense. But as I've talked about in the offseason, having a guy like Dennis Allen in the building who's been here for so many years, there's at least some continuity. And when you look at some of the players they're getting back, guys like Jameis Winston, who I'm also told has looked really strong out here. In fact, a lot of people said that he seems to have matured a bit. He feels more vocal in the huddle, and it doesn't seem like he has any limitations after coming back from his injury. Things seem to be trending up here in New Orleans, and maybe this is a good thing that they're flying a little bit below the radar. And good news this afternoon is we're going to have everyone here. LaDainian Tomlinson will be anchoring from Metairie with me, and then we'll have guys like Mark Ingram, Dennis Allen, Jarvis Landry, and Jameis Winston all stepping by the set. It sounds incredible, Jane, but we can't let you go without this. The, uh, the Saints defense looks like a throwback to another time, or maybe even to medieval times. Forsooth, good sir, may I have your <laughs> finest leg of mutton or a flagon of your best mead? What? Jane, what are we looking at? Where were you? And regale us with your tale of pageantry and battle. Well, I don't have returns, so I'm completely caught off guard by this, but I went to Medieval Times this weekend for a friend's birthday. Yes, I'm an adult. Yes, we all dressed up, and yes, we went to the bars after, and I was asked multiple times if my IMDb page reflects Renaissance Fair actor. The answer is no, but I told you, my next step is Comic-Con, so I just got really oh, excited about nice. Maybe I'm going to do a costume theme every weekend. If you haven't uh, been to Medieval Times it. as an adult, it's so much better with adult beverages. <laughs> Uh, Jane, we'll look forward to your next report from the uh, Rainforest Cafe. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. We love you. There you go. <laughs> Oh my God, Jane, you're the best. Uh, uh, all right, so Kyle, you mentioned on Friday's show and today's show that you think there will be some shocking team yes. that emerges from the NFC, a la the Bengals did last year in the NFC, I'm in hoping. the AFC, excuse me, that they make a Lombardi run. So who will be your Bengals of okay. the NFC this season? Could the Saints be that team? Uh, it's interesting, but I, I, I'm still marinating on it and I can't get the chain mail out of my head. So Peter, why don't you start? You want me to start? I, apparently, mail. voice of God does. It's a good question. Like, are they <laughs> sneaky Super Bowl contenders? There's certain teams that identify a team with the quarterback or I identify it with like the defensive superstar. The Saints to me are Sean Payton. I don't know what we're face getting. Of the franchise. Like that's the face of the franchise. Yeah. And you know, Breeze leaves and they get even cooler and it's like, all right, don't yeah. worry, we're gonna get even you know tougher on defense. Like what is this team without Sean Payton? I don't know, and I can't get on board with it until I see. I understand that they bring back everybody on defense, and we love Cam Jordan, and we love Lattimore, and I, I think Gardner Johnson would be chirping at us in medieval times language if he can, if sure, he wanted to. For sure. But what's this dude what's got? This dude? What's, what's going on Dennis here? Allen was the coach of the Raiders for a few years. Didn't work out. Obviously, it wasn't great circumstances. They didn't have the players. They didn't have the organization. They are playing on a baseball field. Um, <laughs> then he gets to the, to the Saints, and he's like one of the best defensive coordinators. You get round two as a head coach. Yeah. It's a very small, small, small group of guys who are first-year coaches and won a Super Bowl. And, you know, McCaffrey, you mentioned it. They were the Dolphins after Shula moved on. And then or, uh, the Colts were after Shula moved on. And then, of course, you had George Seifert after Bill Walsh left the Niners. But, yeah. like, is Dennis Allen doing better than what 
Sean Payton did with what he had. Like, I don't see it. It reminds so, me a little of what Josh McDaniels was going through. Like, he had a run at it. Was the assistant for Ryan back? Yeah. Right, in the second shot. I'm watching Jameis throw a towel around. And like, I'm not... <laughs> this could be the team, to your point. Rodgers has receivers that we're not so sure about, and who knows where his game is at right now, mm-hmm. based on the ayahuasca, whatever else, fine. Uh, <laughs> Rams, Matthew Stafford doesn't throw a pass this summer. Great, fine. Then we've got, of course, the Buccaneers. No Ryan Jensen, Tom Brady just turned forward. Like, there is going to be a team that's yeah. not those three who has a great season and is in the mix. Is it the Saints? Yeah. I need to see a little bit more. You're, Jason's jumping in. I like it. Tag him in. I don't, I don't think it's the Saints. I think what you just started with, the face of the franchise. It's a quarterback-driven league, and we've watched Jameis throughout the years. We kind of know what he is. And for me, I mean, his record is he's 33 and 44 in his career. Oh, my God. He's been to the playoffs one time. That was when Drew Brees were leading them, and he threw a pass in that game, which was, was, was a really nice pass on a trick play. But I don't see him taking them to the Super Bowl. Now, I love the Saints' defense. They finished fourth last year in points against, and they have the Cam Jordans. They have the DeMario Davises yeah. in the middle. They added the Honey Badger, Marcus May. So they have some weapons out there on the defensive side of the ball. But similar last week, we talked about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is their defense good enough to carry them into the playoffs? Now, today we're asking, is the Saints defense good enough to carry them to the Super Bowl? Right. And get it, like, no, like, absolutely not. I don't, there's no reason for us to sit here today in August and to believe that the Saints are the team. Like you said, we didn't say this about the Bengals last year, and they yeah. made it. They had Joe Burrow, too, but. The Bengals did us so many favors. Yeah. Because now it, anything's possible. It's true. Little Charlie Bucket can find that golden ticket yeah. and go to the chocolate factory. It's all possible. So let me bring this full circle. I think that when we talk about the AFC, oh, my God, there's 13 teams and go to the Super Bowl. It's loaded. In the NFC, there's really just three front runners. Yeah. And Peter mentioned them. Tampa Bay and the Rams and, uh, I guess, the Packers. Packers. Yeah. So they all have their own flaws in their own ways. So that's 13 other teams. And my take is we could get an NFC version of the Bengals, meaning not a team that takes the next step or a team that makes a jump, a ridiculous biblical leap from terrible to, oh, my God, like the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Here's my list of teams that would qualify for that criteria. This is, how, this is Not everybody does. This is what I got. The Baker Mayfield Panthers under year three of Matt Rule are in the NFC title. That would be a story. A huge story. Yeah. Daniel Jones just figured it out with Brian Dable. They made a leap and they won the East. Carson Wentz tapped into that talent and the defense was great. What, guys, Marcus Mariota became a thing. He was incredible. Mm-hmm. Or he got benched as rid of the rookie. Who knows? The Lions, Dan Campbell made it work. Or the Bears, Justin Fields turns into a Joe Burrow second year sensation. And oh my God, the Bears are in the NFC title game. Those all look anywhere from questionable to asinine. All of those. And yet, I would put the Bengals in the same category. Yeah. Those are my picks, the teams. Now, as far as the but Saints... the Saints were on that list. I know. And okay. The, the problem, Tell me why not. Because I think, to, to me, your thing is someone that no one's picking. Yeah. No Panthers, one pick- Giants, but like, Commanders. No one's picking the Saints. They don't belong on that list. I can't get them there. They're too good? 40, no, it's that I've seen enough of Jameis. I've seen so yeah. much Jameis. 77 games he's played. And I always say, when someone tells you who they are, believe them. Look... A fun character to watch on the field and all that, but like, I just still, if we're, we're talking about Jameis is going to beat Rodgers in yes, the playoffs. Week, the Packers. One, week one last year, they played them on a neutral field. Very nice. And, and the Saints beat the crap out of they the did. Packers they did. with yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Week one is witchcraft. It's always very. Got hurt. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I'm Are you making the case? Week. I might. I, I, You're going to be better than that. Yeah, Jameis. Jameis Winston, yes. I can't get there. I think the offense loses more losing Sean Payton than it does 
going from Breeze to James. Has anybody checked in with Alvin Kamara lately? It, it ain't pretty, guys. It no. ain't pretty. And from what I read, there's going to be some issues in the middle yeah. of the season, and he may sit down for a while or a long while. He's their best player on offense. The best player may be out. So I think that's pertinent. All right, so what is it now with the new playoff structure? Everyone except for one team from each conference gets to only play three playoff games. Otherwise, everyone else plays four. Is yeah. that how that works? So yeah. you're telling me that the New Orleans Saints go four are going to win four games in Wild January? Yeah. And they're going to beat teams like the Packers? Yeah. Oh, okay, so then let's, let's say they do that. Okay, now they're going to go play the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yep, yep, we got it, we got it. And now it's going to be the Rams mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl? Like, it's not ha- the Super Bowl? I'm with Jason. Like, it's playoffs. Yes. Like, let's get All after right. that. All right. Bengals we- last year beat the number one seed Titans. On the road. The Raiders. And, Henry. and the Chiefs and Arrowhead. Like, it has happened, Jamie. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars were, were the, a bad play away. Was the AFC as not as powerful as the NFC is going to be this season? Mm-hmm. I mean, what was the nature of the AFC last year that the Bengals were able to pull that run off? It's just, it's also the makeup of the team. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about a Jamar Chase. I mean, Olave, Jane just said he looks like mm-hmm. the real deal, but it's it's not Jamar Chase. I mean, Michael Thomas, we don't know. Yeah. Alvin Kamara, we don't know. And the Bengals are drafting at the top of the draft right. every year. And those picks started to show up last year. You had Joe Burrow now coming into his own kind of took off until what you just said. Do we expect Jameis this upcoming season to just take off and have a year like we've never seen? Well, this is when we jump in on Jason. Jameis rep on the field around the league. It's Jameis Winston week. You're playing either the Bucks or the Saints. You're going through the film. What's everybody talking about in the defensive meeting rooms by Jameis? Jameis can make every single throw on the field, but he's going to give you opportunities. We saw the last year he was in Tampa Bay. He had 30 touchdowns 30 or whatever and 30 interceptions. Yeah. Wow. And Godwin and uh, Michael Evans were both over 1,000 yards. Had terrific seasons. But can you win a Super Bowl with 30 and 30? Brady came no. in the very next year and not only took right. him to the playoffs, but won a Super Bowl with the same roster. But people are saying, you know, he sat on the bench for a while and he's learned and he's matured and he's grown up. Like, you buy that? For sure. He's probably grown and... but. Does that equate to a Super Bowl? I, I was a good player. Played 13 years. I could have sat behind, name whoever you want, Deion Sanders. It wasn't getting me to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> it wasn't happening. <laughs> All right. I love that parallel. I did too. I, I did too. too. Yep. All right. Sorry, Saints. It's time for Training Camp Spotlight, presented by Nerd Wallet. James Palmer and Steve Mariucci are at Chiefs Training Camp. They're whining. They're dining. They're doing all the things. They're eating ribs, barbecue, pizza. They got everything going on. Guys, we're going to start with the Chiefs and their flashy offense. Unfortunately, though, for Kansas City, they're going to be without one of their brightest stars this season, the flashiest, if you will, as wide receiver Tyree Kill was traded to the Dolphins. So how are the Chiefs preparing to keep their offense red hot without Tyree Kill? I did some recon work yesterday, guys, and watching this offense operate. And it was interesting because I talked to a couple of people after practice and watched how Patrick Mahomes was spreading the ball around. We know all these new faces and Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Sky Moore, the rookie coming in at the wide receiver spot. And I talked to safety Justin Reed, who's also new to this team. And he told me, I think it's going to happen organically. And it's going to happen through camp. I haven't really seen anybody take the reins specifically. He said each day somebody kind of flashes. And another name in there moved to McCole Hardman, the guy who knows this yeah, offense. Been here, right? The speedster who has been here. So it's kind of gone day by day as somebody else stepping up, and maybe that's what we see as Andy Reid. I don't have an this. idea what you're talking about organically. What does that mean? Organically? It'll just happen. It just happens. It just happens. Yeah. You know, remember when Matthew Stafford was in Detroit and Calvin Johnson was gone? Mm-hmm. I thought, oh boy, he retired too early. Well, Matthew Stafford kept throwing the ball very well, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Spread it around. Very organically. 
very organically. And yeah. so that's what's got to happen. You're right. And we're going to have Travis Kelsey. He's going to show up here, right? Yep. And we're going to talk to him about this organic stuff. But they've got some weapons. This is going to be a fun team to watch because you know they've dominated this division now for a long time. Six years they've won it. But the other teams have closed the gap. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a heck of a time to have a young defense with all these great quarterbacks in the division, oh, right? Yeah. But they're going to grow up fast. They fixed the offensive line last year, and they're going to fix their defense this year. And, of course, Patrick Mahomes, the trigger man, is still here. And he's going to spread the ball around organically, and he'll do it very well because, you know, Addy and Juju Smith, and he's a veteran, and, and Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, he's a veteran. They'll be fine. And then, of course, Travis Kelsey's not going anywhere. No, still the this number one This is a good target. football team. Yeah. Do you think Kansas City is aware of the target on their backs this season and how it's changing in their division? Have they talked about that? Yeah, Jason, welcoming you too to this show, man. It's great to have you on there. And we're gonna we're gonna talk to Andy Reid about all that too because they've been the cream of the crop, Mm -hmm. right, in this division. We know that. But all of a sudden, the other teams have closed the gap big time, and not to mention Russell Wilson over there in Denver, right? So, and it's hard to stay on top. You know, you lose players. I mean, they lost one of their best players in Tyreek Hill, of course, and it's. It's hard to keep a team together for a lot of different reasons, but when you have a front office and a head coach that are on the same page in terms of personnel, then you can replenish what you need. It's almost an entirely new secondary, right? Mm-hmm. They got young kids all over the place. Um, so they, they, they know they have a, a target on their back, yes, Jason, but I think when you have a veteran coach and a veteran quarterback, you can handle that kind of stuff. The couple of things uh, I gathered yesterday as doing my recon work, and then I had mm-hmm. to fill Mooch in last night over several meals, was a couple of things. One, what stands out to the Kansas City Chiefs is is Russell Wilson, the addition to him to the division, and then the pass rushers that have been added to this division. That jumped out at them immediately, and when I talked to McCole Hardman this offseason, he was like, man, we were sitting down every day. It was different news. He was like, oh, who joined the division now? As these guys text each other on this team. They know what's going on within the division, and, and Mooch made a great point about turning things over to a new group of guys, and that was a big part, Kyle, about the direction of this team you have to find new leadership you can't keep the same guys for Tyron Matthew also leaves yeah. new leadership on that defensive side of the ball there's changes happening here in Kansas City Palmer and Mariucci oh. thank you so much for all that delightful Chiefs intel but also just how many everything you've eaten in the last 24 hours we're <laughs> yeah, gonna all right. um let's all talk right. about nice it meeting you and Mooch <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Let's talk about the pressure that those guys just referenced and the target on the back of the Chiefs and whether or not we believe that the Chiefs having that kind of pressure, if at all, it will impact them this season. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is a guy who's had 111 catches in a season in this league. Mm. He did it at about 23 years old. He can play. When the Tyreek news exploded and everyone freaked out and lost their minds, I still feel the way I did then is that Mahomes is the story here. Tyreek is an excellent weapon and he's great, but I don't think Tyreek made Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. I think that it is similar to the Rodgers thing. I don't think Devontae made Rodgers Rodgers. Sometimes the guy is just the guy, and I think the Tyreek story, maybe he blows up in Miami, but I don't think we're going to be talking about his name a lot once the season starts as relating to Kansas City. I think that'll be good. Mm. Yeah, I don't think there's pressure. It's the standard. That's just what they That's expect. the pressure. That's the yeah. standard, exactly. Let's go. Right to the title game, folks. Batman. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.